This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time. This is Quality Time, the Kale Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing for a sec. <laughs> All right. And this is, uh, you know why I forgot, probably? Because there's ghosts in the room, because this spooky. is a spooky episode. I got my ghost shirt. Hell. Ghost shirt on. Oh, yeah, you do have ghost shirt on. I have red lights in the environment. If you're yep. not, if you're listening to this, you should totally tune in on twitch to see it live or on youtube anyways yep. anyways we'll cut the chit chat just because like in a good horror movie we have to do what you think we're going to do which is talk about horror stuff horror, horror stuff. stuff but more specifically horror games horror games rest assured yes uh disclaimer to all watching Anthony, why don't you tell us about your experience with horror movies and horror games? <laughs> yes. So, horror games, my experience is a fat probably 20 minutes playing Resident Evil 2 at my friend's house growing up. So, Sick. All right. Um, virtually nothing playing. Uh, horror as a genre in general to me is not super interesting. It's it, it's, it feels like cheesy tension. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're cheating. They're just like trying to psychologically manipulate you into feeling something. But I often think it's pretty predictable, and that more or less the ways people go about scaring people. Like my favorite things, at least like movie wise, like horror movies are ones that are I don't know more psychological. Like a mm-hmm. thriller, maybe is probably they're more like psychological thrillers probably than they are horror. But. Um, so, not a big horror guy, but I do think there are elements, especially on the front that I was just talking about, like the psychology that goes into horror experiences. Um, you, what's your experience with horror games? Is it more than me? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I really like horror movies in general, although I do agree with you. I think that horror genre can get cheesy and annoying um, if it's done poorly. Um, there's a lot of co- like requirements I have for a horror movie to be good. And I seek those out very specifically. And this is similar to horror games. Um, I think the reason I play these games is one for like the atmosphere uh, and just like that, that kind of design and also the narrative. Um, Okay. I'm not going into a horror game to just like, I'm not playing five nights at Freddy's. We'll put it that way. I, honestly, I don't even know enough about Friday Night, Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's to tell. Five you. Nights at Freddy's so. is like a jump scare based horror game. You like oh, okay. are like looking at cameras, trying to stop the puppets from coming towards you, and eventually they get to you and you're fucked. And then there's a jump scare. It's like there's no narrative, not really. There's no. It's just like what you were saying. It's cheesy tension awaiting a jump scare, basically. And there is like puzzle elements trying to figure out how to like understand how to beat the monsters but it's not that interesting to me okay is it because the puzzles aren't very good in your opinion or not very deep um yeah i, I think that's I part do see of a lot it of people like that game like a lot of people tell me like oh friday night's a freddy but i don't know anything about yeah, it to me it's really corny it, like i want a narrative progression like i want to experience um 
new things. And Five Nights at Freddy's for me isn't anything new. I, Toby in the chat is saying he thinks that the game has branched out into new experiences. But, I mean, there's games on, like, the NES that did the security camera thing um, effectively. And so I don't think that's necessarily new. Um, I don't know. It's just it's not enough for me. It doesn't have enough depth. It doesn't have enough meat for me. Um, so, I'm looking at. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna talk. say, like, if I'm gonna talk about like horror games I really enjoyed, um, yep. I would talk about like um, Until Dawn is probably one of my favorite horror games of all time. Um, we can go into detail on these games in a bit. Yep. Um, Limbo, uh, yep. and the follow up. Would you call that horror? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's horror themed yep. for sure. It's a puzzle okay. game, but the atmosphere is horror a hundred percent. Right? There's yeah, a giant fucking scary-ass spider that chases you. Yeah, I guess you could call that horror. I, I was thinking that's more like suspense. I don't know, horror... That's not. There's horror, no genre called I think like, suspense. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fair. Limbo is the shit. I know. What I've seen of Limbo, I really liked. Yeah, I Limbo just, is horror, for sure. When I think of horror, I think more of like a Resident Evil until dawn. Yeah, I don't even but, think yeah. Resident Evil is, is a, necessarily a horror game. I think Resident Evil is more of an action game. I'll have some questions about uh, um, those Resident Evil things, Seven, though. Was definitely horror. Like Resident Evil is horror for sure, but it's not necessarily the type of horror game that I'm looking for. I'm not looking okay. for like action horror games. Granted, Fear is one of my favorite horror games of all time. That one is, but as I've described on a previous podcast, that game basically alternates between um, first-person shooter sections and horror atmospheric narrative sections, and it's the uh-huh. atmospheric horror narrative sections that I cared about in that game that were really good. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, another game I really like, Little Nightmares. Um, I really like Amnesia Rebirth as far as as much of it I have played so far. Um, yeah. So that was one one of my next questions, knowing that you just recently had been streaming Amnesia Rebirth. Uh, there, we've had some discussions on it in the Discord. Rollick was in the chat. Uh, is an Amnesia fan or is a fan of the studio? Um, I don't want to say the wrong... Uh, convey who he is inaccurately there, but... Um, what do you think so far? You like um, it? One more note. Just Toby mentions Dead Space in the chat. That's a fucking oh, amazing horror game. So I would also I've say that Bioshock, of Dead Space. Bioshock yeah. has horror elements. Um, it's not overall a horror game, but there are areas that have horror elements that I also love. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, Amnesia Rebirth. I really like it. Um, when it comes to atmosphere and atmospheric tension that doesn't feel cheap, at least doesn't feel cheap to me, Amnesia does a really good job of that. They are like the what kings do you think, of atmosphere tension. Why does it not feel cheap? What because is it, about it feels it that justified. It's justified in the narrative, like in the nature of what is going on in the game. Uh, is narratively justified and there's like lore surrounding it that makes it you understand why it's happening and it's just done really well like they do tension in a really good way where there's there's a lot of tension and then when something happens like the payoff for the tension is really fucking good like this like fucking goblin you just like at the beginning of the area you see this like goblin butt climbing into this hole you're like what the fuck is that thing and you don't really know and then later you see it like grabs onto a fence as you're walking by some shit like it's jump scary and there are jump scare elements but they're done tastefully granted there's one major issue with how they do their jump scares and i have this issue with basically most 
American horror movies do this with their jump scares, as well as a lot of horror games, is applying non-in-universe elements to jump scares, like musical sound hits, right? Like, Mm. the jump scare happens, and there's a huge, loud-ass sound cue that comes in that has nothing to do with what's happening in-universe that Mm -hmm. is there to scare you, right? Like, a That's super super interesting. So, you, you called out American Studios. Is that not the case... Uh, I, sorry, you didn't say necessarily just gameplay. You also said American horror movies. Yeah. yeah. So is it is it because Eastern? I'm not being familiar with the genre. Do they do things differently? Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I would imagine horror they movies, still use sound, right? Yeah, but they, but it's a lot more atmosphere. It's a lot more for atmospheric tension than it is for okay. like accentuating the jump scare. Um, and Amnesia does this too. It accentuates almost every jump scare with a loud musical hit. There are a few times where there's in-universe sound effects that do the jump scare, and I like that way more. But it's almost always accompanied by some loud orchestral hit or something like that. And that, for me, cheapens the scare, for sure. Interesting. Because you don't like it as much? Like, literally, you don't enjoy, if you will, the... Uh, sound as much like it's it pulls just not you as immersive the- yeah exactly right yeah. like that's not happening in the universe the character i'm playing doesn't hear the loud orchestral musical hit when the thing scares them <laughs> yeah right that's interesting i generally like uh, I, I i know you feel that way uh about games in general you yeah. like on the sound front you like when the sound has a reason in the universe right right not just sort of uh, uh i don't know contextualized th- overarching it definitely depends on the game as the game gets more arcadey i care less about that like doom for example i think the music is great and the music has a place because doom feels more arcadey to me right it's like a jump around shoot kind of arcadey game but in an atmospheric like narrative experience where i'm trying to like get into the universe experience the lore and the story and that's what's literally driving my motivation to play the game i want that to be as like immersive as possible and in universe as possible that's interesting um Okay, so you you what is the gameplay context? I, I was trying to think of a better word for it, but gameplay context you find yourself in Amnesia Rebirth. When I what I mean by gameplay context is like horror is a um, sort of like emotional theme that's running through the experience that you'd expect because it's a horror game. But there are there's a there are gameplay elements that you do while progressing through yeah. the game. So you know I'd what I say mean? Amnesia is a combination of like a walking simulator esque game, um, okay. where you're just exploring areas, finding notes and lore, and trying to light shit up. And then occasionally there's monsters that spawn that you either need to hide from, um, or run from. In some scenarios, there's like some set piece. Uh, events that happen in some areas where like the monster starts chasing you you have to run you go through this whole thing there was one spot where I was like diving into water and having to like wade through water and then come out while this thing was chasing me and you just hear it fucking splashing behind you like super loud it was that part was really really well executed but there's that and then there's also puzzles and this is like physics puzzles this is a huge amnesia staple like amnesia the dark descent the first game like basically added this to the horror genre it wasn't that common in horror games previously but adding these physics puzzles to the middle of your horror experience right um so like for example there's an elevator in one of these dark caves you're in and you find it it's broken you need to go grab like a wooden plank board and um you uh you grab that board and then you bring it over to the elevator and you have to literally lay it horizontally on the elevator to um to be able to go up the elevator okay uh 
So that game's in 3D, so it's like 3D puzzle mechanics, plus it seems like a little bit of... Uh, I don't know. I guess running can still fall under that walking simulator genre. I, I, um, yeah, it feels more actiony in those moments, though. Okay. It's not like walking simulator. It's not like walking simulator is like you're literally just exploring for the sake of exploring. This is not that, right? There's like action yeah. elements, I would say. So with that in mind, you brought up, uh, you made the comment about how Resident Evil is more of like an action game almost to you than it is a horror game. The earlier um, Resident Evils especially. Resident Evil 7 really pushed hard on the horror um, elements more than any Resident Evil game has ever. Okay. Or 6? Whatever the last Resident Evil was. Yeah, 7. 7? So, yeah. Wait. Or 7 the new no, one. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Village. Whatever. I don't Village remember. Village is 7, what... I think. So I think it's okay, 6. Okay, so it must be. Okay. Um, Maybe. So action... Puzzle. What other like experiences have you seen? Dead Space is like, what would you call that? Third person action adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah action shooter, adventure? shooter for sure. Add shooter elements. Resident Evil similar. Third person shooter esque. Right. Game. Yep. Um, but Resident Evil Seven had nice sections where it was really like this exploration based narrative thing. That's like my favorite thing about horror games. A horror game for me is basically just like a narrative game with more atmosphere or a different cool. type of atmosphere. Yeah, that was that was something I was going to ask you about um, before. Like, do, it the it's it sounded like for you that was necessary. Like, there had to be a compelling narrative, and that that narrative um, was what what made you want to keep going. So, like, you're not in it just necessarily to get scared. Like, there are friends I have friends who they watch horror movies just for the like adrenaline rush of getting scared if that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah yeah totally not be not because they give a shit about the story or anything it's just like to get scared right and that's um, and that's the kind of person who wants to play five nights at freddy's for the record that game is right. perfect for makes that sense. kind of person um sean yeah. brings up a really cool point actually in the intro of amnesia there's text that literally says you should not play this game to win that's literally the first line of text the game shows you when you start playing the game that's cool. And so if, if that's not like a definition of an exploration-based like narrative experience, I don't know what is, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So you, for you, narrative is compelling. Have you ever played a first-person horror experience that you Resident liked? Evil 7. Oh, it was? Okay, I thought that was... Or 6. <laughs> or 6, <laughs> 6, whatever. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I loved that game. That game was great. Uh, I th Until Dawn is third-person... Um. Yeah, I think Resident Evil. Um, Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear is a first-person horror game that mm. I really liked. Okay. Um. Yeah, I right. I played a lot of them honestly, and I've really liked a lot. Like, there's a lot of really cool ones out there. All of those, I'm assuming, had good narratives that you enjoyed. Narratives, cool, like visual. I really like one thing. I really like getting out of horror games is like cool visual experiences. Cool. That um, was another question I, I had come in your way. Because yeah. I feel like that's something that uh, the brain loves, like, bizarre shit, right? Yeah. There's even that whole cognitive bias we talked about runtime that I can't even remember right now. But makes sense, right? The brain is trying to figure out what the fuck this weird thing I've never seen before is. And there we're, like, sort of designed to try and figure that out from a survival perspective. Blah, 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 blah. So, like... You the the horror genre can really go ham on that the goblin ass that you see going right. into the crack right <laughs> right the goblin though if you especially uh, I know this is cheesy as 
fuck for a lot of people, but I don't remember when I watched it. I must have been younger, like 12 or whenever it came out. But in Signs, okay, that's, <laughs> okay, listen to this. There, that one moment where you like briefly see the alien on the roof and then mm-hmm. it goes away, it's just like for a second. Right. I, I think part of the reason why when at the time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, was because like you only get this moment to like process this thing that you don't know what the fuck it is. You know yeah, what I mean? It's super effective and like tons of horror games and movies use that trope for sure. I, w- I was wondering if that's like when that goblin was climbing yes, up over the fence. Yes, that's exactly a little bit of what same. you see, exactly right? And you just like see its foot and you're like, what the fuck was that? Or you see a shadow. Right. Yes, exactly. Yes. And then eventually you see the whole thing and the payoff is real can be really good. And that like makes a good horror experience for sure. Um, another yeah. thing, another game I played recently that I beat, Control, I think has a ton of horror elements as well. Um, Interesting. Especially near the ending and that. some of those like areas you're in. And those are so cool visually. Like I, I think the visual atmospheric like experience is one of the best things about horror games to me that you don't get as much elsewhere. Like Layers of Fear, you walk into like a child's room and there's like a mu- carousel like mural that's like making like music and then it like slowly like expands into this huge thing like it's just crazy like you know just like fantastical atmospheric horror things happen in these games that's really fun yeah uh the another interesting thing like that movies have the advantage of this but games don't like what i think thinking of again about that goblin climbing over the fence section for you to only see it for a moment was your control was control over the character taken from you in that moment? No. So was it just that like they drew your attention to yeah, I the spot? I could have totally missed it. And I think, and okay. there are moments that I'm sure I have missed in Amnesia. Okay. Where like something, say, and you might not notice it, but you, you hear, you hear like your character either breathe, like make an exclamation. Like they, they like, she goes like, <gasps> and then like maybe breathes heavy or something. So you know that so she saw something, and you may have not even seen it, but that maybe even is better, like for the psychological mm. horror element, right? Yeah, because no, I imagine that right in some experiences. You, I mean, you see it like in first-person shooters. Sometimes there's these sequences that happen fast, quickly in front of you, and they'll have essentially just. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of them. The quick time events, basically, just that could take over control of the character and move the camera right. in a certain so way. So this is what sure Until Dawn it. did. This was Until Dawn strategy for horror. Okay. That game was like third person walking around. Sometimes horror stuff happens, but in general, most of the horror happens during quick time event based cutscenes. And in fact, in that game, the stakes are really high. Like if you fuck up specific quick time events, the character's dead, like permanently. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the point of the game, right? Like, the good ending was keeping all the characters alive, and you had to do that not only through quick-time event success, but also dialogue and narrative choices. Interesting. Okay. Um, which was a really cool element of that game. I played that game in a group of people in person, and every dialogue choice, we would all, like, contribute to what choice Vote. we should pick. And that game also has uh, dialogue choices that are timed, like there are ones that where you have to decide really fast, um, which also okay. adds to that sort of tension, right? You guys are all in the room together, like, what are we saying? Fuck, yeah, what are yeah, we doing? Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's really effective. Uh, uh, shoot, you just said something that uh, had me thinking about. Yeah, Sean mentions it- the Telltale Walking Dead series, which is another very popular horror series. Um, and oh, that game I- also did similar things. It was basically a walking sim that had quick time event and dialogue choice-based cutscenes. And people mm-hmm. loved that game because it was really good narratively. Right, that's that's what I heard. Um, so, 
it, imagine if in, Until Dawn had the same quick time events, but w- if you lost, uh-huh. like if you fu- if you fucked them up, the character didn't die. You maybe just like reverted back to a checkpoint or something. Would you be? I'm surprised that it didn't bother you that they took away your control to force your attention towards an experience, right? No, well, like, I just, love quick time events. Maybe not for the same love, reasons. So you do I was love quick time that. events. It's true. Um, but you know what I mean? Based off of the fact that you communicated that like out of world sound effects is a cheesy uh, buildup of uh-huh. <laughs> tension, whatever. If they were to take the camera, is the same. Th- that's why I asked you about Amnesia Rebirth. Like, because if they took your camera perspective and forced you to like look at an angle where the goblin is, it should, it could be scary. But they did sort of take over. You know what I mean? And and steal the interactive, Im- potentially pull you out immersive from the uh, um, an immersion standpoint, right? So you didn't feel that way about Until Dawn. You do like so- quick time events, so that could have. Well, so you know. Until Dawn did a really interesting thing, and this is one of the reasons why Until Dawn is my favorite, one of my favorite horror games, is that the beginning of Until Dawn played out like a cheesy ass horror movie, where there's like there's like a scene where you, a character like opens a drawer and like a fucking badger jumps out, and there's this super loud musical hit to like scare the shit out of you, and it's like this super cheap annoying jump scare, but the crazy like Until Dawn, but it's after finishing the game, it's clear that the beginning is purposefully super cheesy because it leads up to like basically until Dawn does this thing where there's this whole story that happens, and then you realize that story was literally just like one of the characters being a fuckboy and like causing all this scary shit to happen to the characters, and then the real story is revealed, and then like that shit happens, and they're like the real shit happens after that. Um, and the, just the narrative progression of that game is super interesting. And it starts out like super cheesy and then becomes like a really cool horror experience after that. Okay. Very intentional. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I just thought maybe that because of the fact that they had stolen the control from you, it cheapened the experience of those moments. Yeah, no, but, I, uh, I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind because quick time events for me have tension. Um, but I was playing it with my friend Christian, and he actually really did not like it. He, when he fucked up one of the quick time events, and our character died, he was fucking pissed. Really? Yes. I know Christian. It's going to be hard for him to be pissed. Uh, yeah, he only gets mad at video ju- games. <laughs> uh, okay, interesting. What? Uh, what's the favorite? What horror game that you've played has your favorite atmosphere? Just the atmosphere of it is the best. Um, I mean, Amnesia Rebirth is definitely up there. Um, okay. It introduced some like sci-fi elements that the first game definitely didn't have that have really pushed it over the edge for me as far as like the atmosphere and the like that kind of progression. And at, like I said at the beginning, Amnesia is just like the king of atmosphere because literally the point of the game is that if your character is in the dark too long or is scared too long, they go crazy. Hmm. That's it. Interesting. And what happens if you die? You restart a checkpoint, I'm assuming? Sort of. It it, it, it plays out more in-universe than that, but yes. It doesn't okay, feel like some... you, like, died. It feels like you like something weird happened to your character, and they, like, went crazy, and then they woke back up a little bit later, and things aren't this, don't feel exactly the same. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Now, uh, Amnesia, it sounds like there's that walking sim part, but there's the puzzle mechanics. Are there any other, like puzzly horror games that you've played that you really enjoyed 
I mean, like Little Nightmares and Limbo, those games, they're both 2D, though, much Limbo, more 2D sure. than Amnesia, are puzzle-based horror games. And I think both of those do it great. Limbo. Limbo and Inside, fantastic stuff. Is and there and any- Little Nightmares. What about your favorite music in a horror mm. experience? Hmm. I, I, you can break it out between, like, I mean, like, probably the- Bioshock. If if we're if we're allowed to count Bioshock as a horror experience, the and music what if we're and not. I, I don't because most people don't say horror. Don't tell me that Bioshock is horror. Uh, when you walk into the dark room and the lights flash in front of you, and then you turn around because the game like kind of convinces you that you should, and then there's a fucking enemy directly in your face that like laughs at you. You'll tell me whether you think Bioshock is horror or not. Relic says he can, he would. Not as his main description, but I think but it yeah, counts. Okay, that game, so but fine. you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't think that game is a core horror game. But honestly, hor- the music in horror games is not that memorable to me. Um, really? I think it's more just because it's more just a part of the atmosphere. And generally, when I'm playing horror games, I prefer as little music as possible, right? Like, I want the music to not be noticeable. If the music hmm. is just like slightly like it's just like some low rumbly bass sound or you know just something that's increasing the atmosphere that's all i want from the music in my horror game if any you know i (laughs) i am the opposite on the music front and we've talked about that generally maybe not always Mm -hmm. i'm sure there'll be some case but uh i like that music kind of tells me how to feel in some spots so do you know Five Nights at Freddy does that by chance? Do they also have out-of-world yes, music, yes, yes, probably? Yes, 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 but not that much, actually. I think Five Nights at Freddy's is generally silent. It okay. generally has Good. no music. I, I, I This whole time we've been talking, I'm like, well, maybe I kind of understand why people like Five <laughs> also, Nights at Freddy's. Also, in Control, I think you would actually like Five Nights at Freddy's, for the record. Okay. Uh, you would probably That's enjoy funny. it. Not, it wouldn't be your favorite game ever, but I, you would definitely enjoy it more than me. Um, Control... As another game that had amazing music, and they had very minimal music for almost the entire game. And then you remember I showed you that one section that had music. Um, yes, but yes. but it was well, in cool. universe, right? <laughs> you got the janitor's Walkman, and you were listening to the music on his Walkman. Yeah, it's so true. It in universe music, Control had some of the like best musical implementation of any like horror themed game I've ever played for sure. That and Bioshock. Do you think- do you think you would have hated if that mu- music would have just came on in control without the janitors? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yes, that's so funny for me. Like that, it's it's inconsequential. Like if it had it or not, if it was the janitors Walkman or not, it was just badass that you had played that whole game. You know, I had kind of been following along where you were, and then you got to this point late. And it's like, oh, like sick. Right. They well, just and totally so that's changed similar to the, the Doom. That's like the Doom feeling, right? The right, Doom music, right. but but. It, but control, I thought like, that one was even cooler because it was yes. like it, you it hadn't done that the whole game. Right. right. And for me, the fact that it was like narratively justified is what made it so cool. Yeah. For the people listening, it was like uh, it was like a badass like rock. It was like some rock, s- some like 80s song. rock song. Yeah. Or some like yeah. classic rock song that just like that was just on. like about taking control. Right. Yeah, like it was, yeah. it was what they were singing, if I remember correctly. It was just like super badass. I think Skylar described it. You had. Like, uh, Control is this uh, third-person physics action-y thing. I don't even know. Thing. I, I, yeah, I don't know how I would explain. Action, adventure, you, physics. I, la- girl with action. powers. Lady yeah. with powers, right? And then you also shoot shit and yeah, stuff. If you haven't so. played it, play that fucking game. It's so good. Everyone should. If you are like third-person, like, you know, those kinds of Sony third-person story experience kinds of games, Control is amazing. Play that. 
Yeah, they so there's a point. Uh, would you say it's like seventy five percent of the way through? Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. eighty five. It's so late. The way Skyler described it is he felt like he had finally just sort of mastered a lot of the mechanics and a lot of the guns and stuff. And then they t- they give you this Walkman from the janitor. You put it on. You play the music. <laughs> and it's just like fucking badass. Like let's kick everyone's ass music and you just beat the shit out of everybody yeah, you go through, through this a few whole sequences. section. It's, it reminds oh, me of that so, Halo so cool. section you were talking about with like the right. the flipping well, music. Well, it, it was similar vibe. It's that yeah. it's that power fantasy, right? Right. You had just gotten to the point of being able to sort of you like had all the had, powers. You were like mastering yeah. everything. Yeah. In a way that's like more maybe more compelling. Like you got you had finally arrived to like you had earned the power fantasy, if you will. Right. right? Because you yeah. finally were at the point where you could do it. Now, uh, last last real question I had here written down. What's the weirdest shit you've seen in a horror game? Weirdest shit. The music and the sounds could have contributed to it mm. feeling weird. But what do like, you mean by weird? The the thing that bothered you the most when you saw it. Uh, like I was the most scared by it? Uh it doesn't necessarily have to be scared. It could just be like maybe the better word is like disturbed or unsettled. <laughs> unsettled. Um, that happens to me way more in movies than it does in games. Honestly, you never really felt super disturbed in a game. Like what the um, fuck was that? I agree I, with you. The, until with you. dawn, like second half story kind of does it. Like the way it's revealed and what happens is really cool and unique and interesting. Um, and as you find stuff out, it's really cool. But I don't know if I would say that that was, like, utterly disturbing. I mean, there's, like, scary monsters in some games, right? Like the ghoul that Sean is talking about uh, in Amnesia Rebirth is super intense. Um, there's some sections in, like, layers of fear and stuff that that are, like, pretty unsettling. Nothing standing out. Not super much. I mean, honestly, that moment I just described in Bioshock where you uh, basically, like, walk in this room and the lights, like, flash. And then you see, like, two enemies, like, fall. Two, like, guy dead guys, like, just fall from, like, the ceiling and land on the ground. Um, and then, like, the lights are dark, so you, like, turn around. And there's just, like, a fucking dude there is, like, super actually pretty pretty scary. It wasn't It wasn't scary. I wouldn't say it was scary, but in the very first Halo, when you encounter the flood, not knowing that the flood was in that game, I, I remember as like a ten-year-old or eleven-year-old, I'm like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck!" Like, because you basically, as chief, you stumble upon like these Marines in Covenant. They're all like blown to shit, and there's blood everywhere, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You and nobody knew this, right? Back in the day, there's no inner like nobody. I, I mean, I'm sure some people did, but I was a ten-year-old kid. I wasn't on the internet and knew this was coming. So you open the door and they're basically parasitic zombies that if they they tap into the nervous system and they take control of things. So all of a sudden they just like all bust out the door and you're like, what the fuck? And they're like taking over Marines and shit. Yeah. So there was, any- there yeah, was a moment in Rebirth actually where um where I was running from this monster and I like hid on the ground in the corner of like a dark room, and you can hear the footsteps of the monster like get closer and closer to you. And when you hide, if you hold down the button, you like li- your character literally like looks at the ground and like just like is laying on the ground. So you like Ooh, can't see shit. 
and you just like only hear and i heard and like at some point the monster got close enough that i could literally see its feet like out of my character's peripheral vision and then it like walked away and like the tension at that moment was like fucking crazy also (laughs) in the first amnesia there's a room this is like one of the most memorable horror moments for me ever and i think for a lot of people there's a room in the first amnesia where it's full of water like it's flooded and there's like floating boxes and stuff and you like jump on the box and um and you're like running through the room, right? And eventually you like miss a jump, right? And you like start swimming back to a box trying to get back on top of top of stuff. You start hearing this like faint splashing and like it just gets closer and closer and louder and louder and you're just like being chased by this monster you never see. It just like fucking splashes at you. It just gets like super fast and super loud that's as cool. it gets closer to you. It that's a really really good like unsettling moment as well. That's cool. You know, I was just jogging my memory. I don't know why you're talking about those water boxes, but uh, in Gears of War, there's this. Uh, in the first Gears of War, again, keep in mind, I don't. I'm I'm actually experiencing these things without any kind of heard. Nobody told me about them or anything beforehand, right? They. Uh, it, it's. I think his name's the Berserker or some shit. It's like a huge ass monster that's blind. And it only works off of sound that you make. And it screams like a fucking freak, and it runs super fast at you. And basically, I think if it hits you, it's a one-hit KO. And, you you know, Gears of War is a cover shooter, right? So you're, like, moving from, like, cover to cover. And uh, me and my brother played it the first time. I think the first time you experience it is in this huge, old, like, gothic church thing. And it's really dark, and this thing's fucking in there. Oh, man, that part was, like... Oh shit! Like yeah, yeah. you're doing like so much of that kind of stuff. Totally. Like, that uh, reminds me of like when you scare a witch in Left for Dead. I don't know how, if you've played the I original not, Left for no. Dead, but there's like these monsters called a witch that were super scary, and like they're just like these women that are like crouched on the ground. But if you get too close to them, they like, start screaming and they sub it like a ton of zombies. So like they scream and run at you and start attacking you. A bunch of zombies start like flowing in. <laughs> it's a very similar situation. Yeah, interesting. Brittany brings that up. I thought so. The, I don't know if you, you've heard about this new yeah, Minecraft yeah, mod that's coming it, yeah. out, the the warden. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. I I think this is a sound based, uh, kind of make the, the sound based mechanic that's in the warden that was like in the Berserker and Gears of War is super cool. You know, um, in the Last of Us, there's a monster like that too. Um, that's completely that's blind. Yep. And it's super yeah. scary because when you alert it, it just makes this fucking high pitched like scream. <laughs> and then like all the zombies in the area are also alerted. I that's inter- that's so funny where all the the two monsters we just called out, they have these weird sounds they make. Yeah, the the um, what's the fucking in doom? I actually one thing that I. I you know those stupid little skinny guys that walk around that uh-huh. are basically just like ammo and health? Uh-huh. They scream. They're like, yeah. Yeah. But that's like, they're just fucking annoying. <laughs> like, that's one one thing that I, like, wish, uh, I, I don't know, the do, the monsters that I should, like, really be scared of don't seem to make as much noises as the little guys. Um, I wish they I wish they made a little more or a little scary. Like I'm just like running in that big ass one with horns and shit's yeah. coming at me. But if he, that guy was like it would be a little weirder, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Some people are in the chat, they're like, the kid floods this flood scared me the shit out of me when I was a kid. The flood still scares me. I'll tell you, I am calling on three four to make a fucking flood horror game because the flood is so fucked up from a 
body horror perspective and also from like a psychological like metagame perspective they uh-huh. sort it's kind of like a hive mind consciousness right, thing right. and they're actually like a corrupted version of the people of the ancient super advanced race that like creates life in the milky way galaxy they're just like a corrupted version of it and they're like sort of back for revenge kind of a shit so there's like uh there's a really fucking i think it's legitimately scary uh halo comic called the mona lisa which is about the i yeah it's about basically like a group of prisoners that are on this ship and the unsc's like sort of like cia equivalent sends flood into there to as and basically uses the prisoners as test subjects okay but then this like if i remember correctly like another unsc squad that doesn't know that this is happening like tries to get in there do stuff about it and it's just fucked up like I don't know. That one's like the the reason why I was asking you about what's the weirdest thing you ever seen is because like the flood has this like body horror element to mm-hmm. it, right? Where it's like puncturing like skin, getting inside, breaking like bones and shit. Like it's kind of fucked up from that. Perspective. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the most body horror stuff I've seen is probably in like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Um, also in, I mean, in inside at near the end of the game there's this like giant blob of just like a bunch of people that have like morphed into one person with like just like faces and like body parts what? everywhere that like rolls around that part's crazy have you too. seen have you seen that that ma- reminds me of that neil Dun- uh neil dumpcap what's his name uh he that he, it's he's like a smaller not smaller movie director he's a prominent like indie director but he made this what is it called? But it sounds just like that. It's a monster that's like made up of pe- parts of people. Um. Oh. Anyway, it's fucked anyway. up. And he, they rendered it good, dude. You, whoever's listening, go look at that. If anyone Neil else Dumbcat. can tell us what it is, tell us in the Discord uh, where they can find us. And find if you it. tell us in the Discord what movie it is, I'll give you a thousand research. All right. Oh yeah, first one. <laughs> Anthony, again, where us. can they find us? You can get to our Discord by going to kokoalaentertainment.com. There you find links to all our social media, including Discord, Instagram, uh, Twitter, where we do giveaways everywhere. In fact, after this stream, we are going to go announce the winner of the latest Discord giveaway right now. And and in addition, we're going to kick off the next giveaway. They run every three weeks. You just have to participate in our idle research game that ties into the universe of our it ties into the lore of the universe of our upcoming game. Is our upcoming game going to have horror in it? Is it have horror elements? You don't know. You don't know. Maybe <laughs> it will. Maybe it won't. So anyway, you find us at com. There you also have links to the other podcast episodes to our YouTube. If you're a Halo fan, check it out. We're covering all the latest Halo news, including the recent Halo controversy. Game is a horror walking sin confirmed, confirmed. says Sean. We'll Rolic breaking the NDA to reveal information about our game. <laughs> we'll have to see. But yes, until then, you can find us every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch where we live stream these podcasts. The VOD will later go up on YouTube yep. and you can find us on all major podcast directories. Also, so. follow us on Twitch. We stream random other stuff all the time. So check it out. And, and Skylar was just, if you're interested in checking out Amnesia Rebirth, um skylar's been streaming that yeah i'll be streaming the ending either tonight or tomorrow so all right very good until next time goodbye we'll see you